Good morning, good morning. This is Apostle Shirley Evans again, another day. We thank God for a sound mind, peace of mind, health. Today is October. Blessed be the name of the Lord. There's so much going on in my in my spirit that I have to say to you, I don't want to go back to no October. It's November the 10th, 2020. November the 10th, 2020, and today is Tuesday, November 10th, 2020, and the time is 8.55 a.m. November the 10th, 2020, today is Tuesday, the time is 8.55 a.m. Good morning, people of God. This is Apostle Shirley Evans. Oh, there's so much going on in the spiritual realm. There's so much going on, people of God. And uh, I pray that when you get this, this, these teachings and these um, songs, which is songs of deliverance and intercession and all of that, that you will take heed and, and we just bless the Lord, the Holy Spirit, who always feeds us with, with, with what he knows that we need and uh, let us apply it to our hearts. So I pray that all is well with you. We usually have our worship and then the word because you need both. And so here I'm going to sing a song this morning, but it's more than a song. I want you to listen to the words. Whenever he have me to sing a song or worship a song or praise, I pray that you would listen to the words. Once I stood in the night with my head bowed low in the darkness as black as could be then my heart felt alone and i cried oh lord don't hide your face from me i want to sing that verse again because God is speaking some things this morning. Once I stood in the night with my head bowed low in the darkness as black as could be. Then my heart felt alone and I cried, Oh Lord, don't hide your face from me hold my hand every day every hour of the day from here to the great unknown No one stands alone. Like a king, I may live in a palace so tall with great riches to call my own. But I don't know a thing in this whole wide world that's worse than being alone like a king i may live in a palace so tall with great riches to call my own but i don't know a thing 
in this whole wide world that's worse than being alone. Hold my hand every day, every hour of the day, from here to the great unknown. Take my hand, let me stand where no one stands alone. Oh, take my hand, let me stand where no one stands alone. It's time for us to touch Jesus. I could imagine the people in Noah's day doing whatever they want to do. Wasn't even listening. And that old man, they figured that he's an old man. He's senile. He don't know what he's talking about. But when the flood came, they needed someone to hold their hand because they were afraid. They didn't know what to do. Take my hand, God. Let me stand where no one stands alone. I don't want to be alone. I want God to be there with me. And so here we are living like a king in these mansions. It's okay to live in a mansion, but it's sad to live in a mansion without Jesus. And so when the flood came, those mansions crumbled. People, God, I'm saying, I'm always saying, repent, turn, change, give your life to Jesus. You could have all the riches in the world, which you call your own, because a lot of people have their names on their houses outside. But you don't know a thing in this whole wide world that's worse than being alone. Listen, people of God, I love you. I do love you. And Jesus loves you too. But we're living in this world. And some things about to happen. Yes, revival is going to happen. Yes, I've been speaking it. I've been feeling it. I know what I'm feeling. I know what I'm seeing. But of course, before revival comes, there's going to be repentance. There's to be some things that happen that cause us to run to Jesus, to run to him, for real, for real. I can imagine the people knocking on, 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 on the door of the, of, of the ark. But like I said, Noah didn't have the key. Noah had already done his job in warning. God is still warning. Yeah, I can hear some people say, she talking that again? Yes, I'm talking that again, because these are the days, the time is late. The time is late. And so, hold my hand every day, every hour of the day, from here to the great unknown take my hand let me stand where no one stands alone the bible says god is our refuge and strength a very present help in trouble therefore we need not fear though the earth be removed blessed be the name of the lord jesus oh father god I thank you for your word right now. Though the earth be removed. Let me read that in your hearing. Though the earth be removed. If the earth be removed, what do you call that? 
I believe you, you call that a split in the earth, an earthquake. Though the earth be removed, blessed be the name of the Lord Jesus. Help me, Father. It says, God is our refuge and strength. Mm. Psalm 46, it says, God is our refuge and strength. But you have to find a refuge in him. To find a refuge in him, that means you need to surrender your whole life to the Lord Jesus for real. He's a very present help. He's a present help in trouble. He will help you in trouble, but it's, you need to surrender. Therefore, will not we fear. So when the things come, we wouldn't fear because Paul said, for me to live is Christ and to die is gain. Therefore, will not we fear. Though the earth be removed, if the earth be removed and you're standing on earth, then you know fear is going to come. But if you are wrapped up in him and know who your God is, you know the Bible say absent from the body, present with the Lord. You know the word of God said, Paul said, for me to live is Christ and to die is gain. Paul said, whether I live, I live unto the Lord. Or whether I die, I am the Lord. So Holy Spirit speak this morning. It says, therefore will not we fear, though the earth be removed. That's an earthquake. And though the mountains be carried into the midst of the sea. How is a mountain going to carry in the midst of the sea? It means something happened in the mountains. That means that, that means there's water. That, that means it's covered. Okay? That means the water came over the mountains. Oh, blessed be the name of the Lord. Because I know in Noah's time there were mountains. There's nothing new under the sun. Though the waters thereof roar, the roaring of the water, and be troubled. Though the mountains shake. How do you how the mountains can shake? That means there's an earthquake shaking the mountains <laughs> with the swelling thereof. Oh, blessed be the name of the Lord. There is a river, the streams whereof shall make glad the city of God, the holy place of the tabernacles of the Most High. God is in the midst of her. She shall not be moved. God shall help her and that right early. He can only help you if you are in his safety. Oh, blessed be the name of the Lord. If you're under his wings, if you're covered. God is in the midst of her. She shall not be moved. God shall help her and that right early. Oh, blessed, because we're going to get to the place where only God we can call on. Help. Oh, blessed, and not help. No, you're going to scream and say, help, Lord, help. I need you. I want you. The Lord of hosts, oh God. It says the heathen raged. The kingdoms were moved. The heathen raged. The kingdoms were moved. He uttered his voice, the voice of the Lord speaking over the waters. The voice of the Lord speaking under the waters. The voice of the Lord speaking on the earth. He uttered his voice. The earth melted. Oh, blessed be the name of the Lord. The earth melted. The Lord of hosts is with us. The God of Jacob is our refuge. Need to take refuge in the God of Jacob. We need to take refuge in Jesus. He said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man coming unto the Father but by me. That's the way. It says, come. Behold the works of the Lord. The works of the Lord. What desolation he had made in the earth. Huh. What desolation he has made in the earth. He maketh wars to cease. The Bible says we'll hear wars and rumors of wars. And these are the days. He maketh wars, he maketh wars to cease. Only him could stop it unto the end of the earth. He breaketh the bow and cutteth the spear in sunder. He burneth the chariot in the fire. Be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the heathen. I will be exalted in the earth. Listen. You're going to get to the place where you're going to reverence and humble and respect the great and terrible God. 
Yes, there's a mercy. Yes, there's grace. But listen, he's God. When he gets tired, speaking to us over and over. And so some things have to happen to shake us. Yes, he's going to shake terrible the earth. Be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the heathen. He wants to be exalted, not man. I will be exalted in the earth. The Lord of hosts is with us. The God of Jacob is our refuge. People of God. We need to hold his hand. We need to touch him. We need him to touch us. Let me say this before I go another further. I had a vision two nights ago. I didn't understand it. I, in the vision, I stood outside my house. I stood like I was, it was a balcony in, a, in the front of my house. I looked over the ocean. The direction in the front of my house was facing the north. And as I looked at the waters by the lighthouse over there by the sea, by, by between Paradise Island, wherever, the breakers, the ocean, the ocean seemed to be dug up. And I'm standing there in amaze wondering why the water is just keep moving 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 like someone is digging it up and i can hear a roaring of this digging up in the sea but on the surface of the sea there's no machine to say it's being dug up but as i stood there and looked it's like god opened up my spiritual eyes and i saw under the water so I saw under the ocean, under the water, I saw <clears throat> a huge machine, like a, a spaceship, a spacecraft, however, it was square, and it had all kinds of prongs on it. And this machine was digging, and you could hear the, the, the roaring, the digging underneath the water. I could see it, I could hear it raking, 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 raking under the water raking as if it, it it raking so much you can hear like when when you have uh, oh gosh a machine cutting your property and it reached down to the to to the rock you can hear the raking and raking and so i heard a raking under the water well in my tiny mind i'm thinking only sand under there no a rake until it reached down to the plate to the to the rock to the to the solid rock and and it was raking and it was raking and it was just moving and moving and the water the water became higher and higher and flowing and flowing and the machine moved above the water the water was in waves and when the machine moved upon the water the noise was in the machine and it kept on raking and hovering and raking and hovering and then it came up over the sea and it was still raking and covering and hovering over the sea and i watched the machine which looked like a white spaceship and it raked and the sea moved and it moved and moved and it had sharp sharp spikes and it hovered over the land over the water and came over the land and it sat right in the front of my house it was as white as snow where it sat in the front of my house the cross is in my yard is next to it it landed right there as i looked at this pure white machine i was in awe i was like father what does this mean well, the Bible said the whole earth is groaning and travailing for the manifestation of the sons of God. 
Well, what my understanding is, something is about to happen under the sea. You hear about hurricane, you hear about tornado, and you've heard about earthquake. So, so, listen. Psalm 46 says, the earth, oh, blessed be the name of the Lord Jesus. Oh, blessed, blessed Jesus, help us. The earth quaked. Lord Jesus, we have to know that God is our refuge. It's time to come into Jesus. Ah. A very present help in trouble. He said, therefore will not we fear. You have no fear if the earth will move. You have no fear if the earthquake. Because you know who you're standing, standing on his promises. That he will protect you. And if he sees fit to take you, and you have a relationship with him, absent from the body, present with the Lord. Paul said, for me to live is, is Christ and to die is gain. Paul said, whether I live, I live unto the Lord, or whether I die, I am the Lord's. We need to get to the place of being in his rest. Blessed be the name of the Lord Jesus. So, yes, I don't know, something's about, I said something's about to go down. And a lot of things I don't really understand, but I speak it as he gives me to tell you. Ah, blessed. Now, we are to pray one for another. We are to pray that the people be able to get to the place of touching Jesus. A relationship. A relationship. A relationship. We want to hear a good word. But some words we don't hear, and all his words are good. All. We are in Jesus. Whatever he says is good. I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. And yes, oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. Oh, blessed be the name of the Lord. So let's continue to pray for our brothers and sisters who don't know the Lord. Let's continue to let our light shine that they will come to know him. And so, blessed be the name of the Lord. I had to release that to you this morning. Reach out and touch the Lord as he passed by. You will find he's not too busy to hear your cry. He is passing by this moment. Your need he will supply. Reach out and touch the Lord as he passed by. He touched me. Oh, he touched me. And all oh, the joys that floods my soul. Something happened and now I know he touched me and made me whole. Let me touch him. Let me touch Jesus. Let me touch him as he passes by. Then when I shall reach out to others, they shall know him, they shall know and be blessed. They shall know him, they shall live and not die. I was straying so far from Jesus. I was lonely, had no peace within. Then the hand 
of my Savior touched me. Now I'm reaching to others in sin. Oh, to be his hand extended, reaching out to thee, oppressed. Let me touch him, let me touch Jesus, so that others may know and be blessed. There's a river, a river flowing from within and to cleanse my soul. And the flow sets my life to glowing. Holy Spirit, more than silver and gold. Oh, to be his hand extended, reaching out to thee, oppressed. Let me touch him, let me touch Jesus, so that others may know and be blessed. Lord, have mercy on us. Father, have mercy on us. Lord, have mercy on us. Lord, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. Christ, have mercy. Christ, have mercy. Christ, have mercy. Lord, have mercy, Lord, have mercy, Lord, have mercy. Message this morning, touching Jesus. Touching Jesus. The word touch means to make physical contact with something, especially with one's hands. The purposes of touching is to purify. In Isaiah chapter 6 and 7, the word of the Lord said, Then one of the seraphs flew to me with a live coal on his, in his hand, which he had taken with tongues from the altar. With it he touched my mouth and said, See, this has touched your lips. Your guilt is taken away and your sin atoned for. To strengthen, in Daniel chapter 10, verse 10 to 18, Daniel was frightened by this vision. I was frightened by the vision I saw. I'm frightened with many visions, but God opens it up to me. Daniel was frightened by this vision, but the messenger reassured him. Daniel, Daniel lost his speech. He was so frightened, he lost his speech. Daniel lost his speech. But the messenger's touch restored it. Daniel felt weak and helpless. God can bring us healing when we are hurting. He can bring us peace when we are troubled. And he can strengthen us when we are weak. Trust God to minister to you as he did to Daniel. Although God sent a messenger to Daniel, a powerful spiritual being, prince of the Persian kingdom, detained the messenger, the prince of the Persian kingdom, detained the messenger for three weeks. A lot of times we pray, it's held up. So the prince of the Persian kingdom detained the messenger for three weeks. Daniel faithfully continued to pray. Let us continue to pray. Daniel faithfully continued to pray, to praying and fasting. And God's messenger eventually arrived 
assisted by Michael the Archangel. Answers to our prayers may be hindered by unseen obstacles. Don't expect God's answers to come too easily or too quickly. Prayer may be challenged by evil forces. So pray fervently. The Bible said the effective fervent prayer of a righteous man availed much. So pray fervently and pray earnestly. Then expect God to answer at the right time. Let me touch him. There's also touching relates to also healing. In Mark chapter 5, verse 27 to 31. To receive the blessing. Jesus blessed the little children. That's Mark 10, 13, I believe. Let me get it straight. Mark 10, 13. Yes. Jesus blessed the little children. Jesus was often criticized for speaking too much and spending too much time with the wrong people. Children he was spending time with, tax collectors and sinners he was spending time with. Some, including the disciples, thought Jesus should be spending more time with important leaders and the devout because this, this, this was a way to improve his position and avoid criticism. But Jesus didn't need to improve his position. He was God. And he wanted to speak to those who needed him, to those who needed him most. And surely we need him. We certainly need him. In Luke chapter 7, verse 39 to 50, I'll find that. Luke chapter 7. Verse 39 to 50 declares, do I have it right? Luke chapter 7, verse 39 to 50, it says, uh, he wants to manifest faith. The sinful woman anoints Jesus. Verse 39 says, When the Pharisees who had invited him saw this, he said to himself, This man were a prophet. I want to read from verse 38, 6. Now one of the Pharisees invited Jesus to have dinner with him. So he went to the Pharisee's house and, inclined, and reclined at the table. When a woman who had lived a sinful life in that town learned that Jesus was eating at the Pharisee's house, she brought an alabaster jar of perfume, and as she stood behind him at his feet weeping, she began to wet his feet with her tears. Then she wiped, then she wiped them with her hair, kissed them, and poured perfume on, perfume on them. When the Pharisees who had invited him saw this, he said to himself, if this man were a prophet, he would know who is touching him and what kind of woman she is, that she is a sinner. Listen, it doesn't matter who you are. You can touch him. You can touch him. Jesus answered him, Simon, I have something to tell you. Tell me, teacher, he said. Two men owed money to a certain money lender. One owed him 500 denario and the other 50. Neither of them had the money to pay him back. So he canceled the debts, the debts of both. Now, which of them will love him more? Simon replied, I suppose the one who had the bigger debt canceled. 
Jesus said, you have judged correctly, Jesus said. Then he turned toward the woman and said to Simon, do you see this woman? I came into your house. You did not give me any water for my feet, but she wet my feet with her tears and wiped them with her hair. You did not give me a kiss, but this woman from the time I entered has not stopped kissing my feet. She did not put off on my, she, you did, you did not put oil on my head, but she had poured perfume on my feet. Therefore I tell you, how many sins have been forgiven, for she loved much, but he who has been forgiven, little loves little. So here is this woman was able to touch Jesus by faith. He wants to heal us, touching Jesus. Loud crowds follow Jesus. Mark chapter three, verse 10. Mark chapter three, verse 10 to 12. Verse 10 says, for he had healed many so that those with diseases were pushing to forward to touch him. They wanted to touch him. Whenever the evil spirits saw him, they fell down before him and cried out. Even the evil spirits cried out, you are the son of God. But he gave them strict orders not to tell who he was. Large crowd touched him. He healed many people. Jesus also heals a bleeding woman. Mark chapter 5 was, was 21 to 43. Mark chapter 5 was 21 to 43. When Jesus had again crossed over by boat to the other side of the lake, a large crowd gathered around him while he was by the lake. Then one of the synagogue rulers named Jairus came there, seeing Jesus, he fell at his feet and pleaded earnestly with him, my little daughter is dying. Please come and put your hands on her so that she will be healed and live. So Jesus went with him. A large crowd followed and pressed around him. And a woman was there who had been subject to bleeding for 12 years. She had suffered a great deal under the care of many doctors and had spent all she had. Yet, instead of getting better, she grew worse. When she heard about Jesus, she came up behind him in the crowd and touched his cloak because she thought, if I just touch his clothes, I will be healed. Immediately, her bleeding stopped and she felt in her body that she was freed from her suffering. At once, Jesus realized that power had gone out from him. He turned around in the crowd and asked, Who touched my clothes? You see the people crowding against you, his disciples answered. And yet you can ask, Who touched me? But Jesus kept looking around to see who had done it. Then the woman, knowing what had happened to her, came and fell at his feet and, trembling with fear, told him the whole truth. He said to her, Daughter, your faith has healed you. Go in peace and be freed from your suffering. While Jesus was still speaking, some men came from the house of Jairus, the synagogue ruler. Your daughter is dead, they said. Why bother to teach her anymore? Ignoring what they said, Jesus told the synagogue ruler, don't be afraid, just believe. He did not let anyone follow him except Peter, James, and John. Like I said, you can't have people who are not in agreement with you, who don't have faith along with you. Don't take the chickens with you. He did not let anyone follow him except Peter, James, and John. Faith. The brother of James. When they came to the home of the synagogue ruler, Jesus saw a commotion with people crying and wailing loudly. He went in and said to them, why all this commotion and wailing? The child is not dead, but asleep. But they laughed at him. They laughed at him and he put them all out. He took the child's father and mother 
and the disciples who were with him and went in where the child was. He took her by the hand and said to her, Talitha Kumi, which means, little girl, I say to you, get up. Immediately the girl stood up and walked around. She was 12 years old. At this, they were completely astonished. He gave strict orders not to let anyone know about this and told them to give her something to eat. I just read to you, Mark chapter 5, verse 21 to 43. Mark chapter 5, 21 to 43. Jesus recrossed the Sea of Galilee, probably landing at Capernaum. Jairus was the elected ruler of the local synagogue. He was responsible for supervising worship, running the weekly school, and caring for the building. Many synagogue rulers had close ties to the Pharisees. It is likely, therefore, that some synagogue rulers had been pressured not to support Jesus. For Jairus to bow before Jesus was a significant and perhaps daring act of respect and worship. This woman had the woman with the issue of blood. This woman had a seemingly incurable condition, causing her to bleed constantly. This may have been a menstrual or uterine disorder that would have made her ritually unclean and would have excluded her from most social contact. She desperately wanted Jesus to heal her, but she knew that her bleeding would cause Jesus to be unclean under Jewish law if she touched him. Still, the woman reached out by faith and was healed. Sometimes we feel that our problems will keep us from God, but he is always ready to help. We should never allow our fear to keep us from approaching him. Jesus was not angry with this woman by touching him. He knew she had touched him, but he stopped and asked who did it in order to teach her something about faith. Although the woman was healed when she touched him, Jesus said her faith caused a cure. Genuine faith involves action. Faith that isn't put into action is not faith at all. Now, Jairus' daughter, the Holy Spirit just gave me a revelation. I will speak it. Jairus' crisis made him feel confused, afraid, and without hope. Jesus' words to Jairus in the midst of crisis speak to us as well. Don't be afraid. Just believe. In Jesus' mind, there was both hope and promise. The next time you feel hopeless and afraid, look at your problem from Jesus' point of view. He is the source of all hope and promise. They were loudly weeping. Loud weeping and wailing was customary at a person's death. They still do today. There were some people, usually women, who made mourning a profession and were paid by the dead person's family to weep over the body. On the day of death, the body was carried through the streets, followed by mourners, family members, and friends. Well, right now, nobody's being carried through no street. You go into the graveyard. Please, I don't want you to think that I have no compassion, but this is the time. The mourners began to laugh at Jesus when he said, the child is not dead, but asleep. The girl was dead, but Jesus used the image of sleep to indicate that her condition was temporary and that she would be restored. Jesus tolerated the crowd's abuse in order to teach an important lesson about maintaining hope and trust in him. Today, most of the world laughs at Christ's claims which seem ridiculous to them. When you are belittled 
for expressing faith in Jesus and hope for eternal life, remember that unbelievers don't see from God's perspective. They don't see. They do not see. And so in verse 41, the word Talitha Kuam is Aramaic. It is one of the original languages of Palestine. Jesus' disciples spoke not only Aramaic, but probably Greek and Hebrew also. Jesus not only demonstrated great power, he also showed tremendous compassion. Jesus showed tremendous compassion. Jesus' power over nature, evil spirits, and death was motivated by compassion. Because for a demon-possessed man who lived among tombs, for a diseased woman, and for the family of a dead girl, compassion. The rabbis of the day considered such people unclean. The rabbis considered them as being unclean, but Jesus with his compassion. Polite society avoided them, but Jesus reached out and helped anyone in need. Jesus told the girl's parents not to spread the news of the miracle. He wanted the facts to speak for themselves. And the time was not yet right for a major confrontation with the religious leaders. Jesus still had much to accomplish and he didn't want people following him just to see his miracles. Now let me show you what, what the Holy Spirit showed me. The young Jairus' daughter. Here it is. The woman with the issue of blood, it says she was subject to bleeding for 12 years. She was a woman. We don't know how old she was, but she was a woman for 12 years. And here is Jairus' daughter. I'm going to show you something. He goes to Jairus' house now. And he said, I'm going to go here where he raised her. While Jesus was still speaking, some men came from the house of Jairus, the synagogue ruler. Your daughter is dead. They said, why bother to teach you anymore? Ignoring what they said, Jesus told the synagogue ruler, don't be afraid, just believe. He did not let anyone follow him except Peter, James, and John, the brother of Jesus, of James. When they came to the home of the synagogue ruler, Jesus saw the commotion with people crying and wailing loudly. He went in and said to them, why all this commotion and wailing? The child is not dead, but asleep. But they laughed at him. After he put them all out, he took the child's father and mother and the disciples who were with him and went in where the child was. He took her by the hand and said to her, Talitha kuum, which means, little girl, I say to you, get up. Immediately the girl stood up and walked around. She was about 12 years old. Can you see that? Do you know what I'm going to say to you? The spirit in that young girl, she's here a young girl, But the spirit, the sickness, and the woman with the issue of blood, that's the same spirit, okay? That woman with the issue of blood was going to die. But now Jesus comes now to Jairus' daughter, which is the same spirit, and brings life, bring her back from death to life. That's the same person. It's a spiritual thing. Oh, blessed be the name of the Lord. I pray that you could, could comprehend what I said. 
the young girl is 12 years old the grown spirit now still bleeding okay and the woman with the issue of blood but Jesus goes to the root because when you're a child that's like you're just growing up but that woman she grew up with that bleeding for 12 years same spirit ask the Holy Spirit to explain and make you understand what I just said to you and I pray that some of you could understand what an awesome God what an awesome God and so he 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 is not prejudiced on who of whom who is gonna heal mark chapter 6 verse 53 mark 6 and 53 says mark 6 and 53 i love you jesus mark 6 and 53 jesus healed all who touched them all who touched them 53 to 56 when they had crossed over they landed at Gennesaret and anchored there as soon as they got out of the boat people recognized Jesus they ran through that whole region and carried the sick on mats to wherever they heard he was and whenever and wherever he went into villages towns or countryside they placed the sick in the marketplaces they begged him to let them touch even the hem or the edge of his cloak and all who touched him were healed listen i believe god is getting ready a break a breakthrough is coming in this world where you're going to see the power and the healing of god as you've never seen it before and so that's verse 53 i read mark 6 53 to 56 jesus healed all who touch him jesus also restores in mark chapter 8 verse 22 mark 8 verse 22 it says thank you lord mark 8 and 22 it says i will read from 22 jesus restores sight to the blind they came to bethsaida and some people brought a blind man and begged jesus to touch him he took the blind man by the hand and led him outside the village when he had spit on the man's eyes and put his hands on him jesus asked do you see anything he looked up and said, I see people. They look like trees walking around. Once more, Jesus put his hands on the man's eyes. Then his eyes were opened. His sight was restored and he saw everything clear. Jesus sent him home saying, don't go into the village. Jesus restored his sight. I just read to you, Mark chapter 8 verse 22 what an awesome jesus what a compassionate jesus what a healing jesus i found in you what a healing jesus he refresh restore and make new what a healing jesus for such a time as this arise on healing wings son of righteousness why did jesus touch the man a second time before he could see this miracle was not too difficult for jesus but he chose to do it in stages possibly to show the disciples that some healing would be gradual rather than instantaneous or to demonstrate that spiritual truth is not always perceived clearly at first before Jesus left, however, the man was healed completely. What a healing Jesus. Jesus is such a healer. Jesus also can raise the dead. 
in Luke chapter 7, verse 11 to 17. Luke 7, thank you, Lord. Luke chapter 7, verse 11 to 17. Jesus raises a widow's son from the dead. Just one touch. Verse 11 to 17 says, Soon afterward, Jesus went to a town called Nain, and his disciples and a large crowd went along with him. As he approached the town gate, a dead person was being carried out, the only son of his mother, and she was a widow. And a large crowd from the town was with her. When the Lord saw her, his heart went out to her, and he said, Don't cry. That, that, that's what you call compassion. Then he went up and touched the coffin, and those carrying it stood still. I could imagine if that happened in Nassau. Oh, blessed be the name of the Lord. Then he went up and touched the coffin, and those carrying it stood still. He said, young man, now remember the man, the young man is in the coffin dead. He was speaking to the man's spirit. He said, young man, I say to you, get up. The dead man sat up and began to talk. And Jesus gave him back to his mother. Not only did he raise him, he was talking. And they were all filled with awe and praise God. A great prophet has appeared among us, they said. God has come to help his people. This news about Jesus spread throughout Judea and the surrounding country. Father, in the name of Jesus, we want the same Jesus to do the same thing here on earth. You're doing it, but the people, the whole world are going to see the manifestation of the sons of God. They're going to see the power of God. He raised the dead. One touch. Just one touch. Just one touch from Jesus. He's a loving, awesome God. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. And he's not prejudiced. So what kind of people did Jesus associate himself with? Whom did he consider important enough to touch? Here we see many of the people Jesus came to know. Some reached out to him. He reached out to them all. Regardless of how great or unknown, rich or poor, young or old, sinner or saint, Jesus cares equally for all. No person is beyond the loving touch of Jesus. No one. He talked to the tax collector, to the insane hermit, to the Roman governor, to a young boy. A, a, a prominent religious leader, a homemaker, a criminal, a fisherman, a king, a poor widow, a Roman centurion, a group of children, a prophet, an adulterous woman, the Jewish council, a sick woman, a rich man, a blind beggar, a group of women, the high priest, an outcast with leprosy, a young girl, a traitor, a helpless and paralyzed man, an angry mob of soldiers and police, a woman from a foreign land, a doubting follower, an enemy who hated him, a Samaritan woman. Jesus touches. Let me touch him. Let me touch Jesus. Let me touch him as he passes by. So when I shall reach out to others, they shall know him, they shall know and be blessed. Oh, to be his hand extended, Reaching out to thee, oppressed. Let me touch him. Let me touch 
Jesus, so that others may know and be blessed. So, Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you, God, that we can touch you. You're not prejudiced. Anyone can touch you. And that you want to heal us. Heal our minds. Heal our bodies. You want to comfort us. And Father, we thank you for this day for the teaching of your Holy Spirit. Help us to reverence you. Help us who don't know you to get to know you before it's a day too late. Father, I pray that your love and your grace and your mercy will overshadow your people. And may the peace of God that passes all understanding guard your hearts and mind through Jesus Christ. And Father, I speak to the people and letting them know that you love them. But these are serious times. The Bible speaks about it the last days. Perilous times shall come. It speaks about wars and rumors of wars and earthquakes in diverse places. But Father God, you are light, you are hope. You are covering. I pray mercy on your people in the name of Jesus. God bless you. I love you. Have a blessed day. This is Apostle Shirley Evans saying, Turn your eyes upon Jesus. Look full in his wonderful face. And the things of this world will grow strangely dim. In the light of his glory and grace. I pray divine protection over you in the name of Jesus. I love you.